We are going to turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55. And then a couple of verses that the Lord is bringing to me, so I'm going to go there. I'm just going to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to... We're going to Isaiah chapter 55 first. And then we're going to go to Habakkuk as the Lord wanted me to. So we're going to see that as well. So let's go to Isaiah 55 first. Isaiah 55 verse I want to read from verse 1 onwards. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Let me just switch the translation here. Isaiah 55. I'm just going to go to New King James. Let me just go there. Isaiah 55. From verse 1 and New King James Version. I'm reading from NKJV version, Isaiah 55 from verse 1. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. I don't know why my Bible. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. Nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent 
it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Praise be to God. We see here, the Spirit of the Lord has a few important things that God wants us to focus on. There is a work of God that is taking place, a call to repentance. And a distinct call to turn to the living God. And when a person turns to the living God, God defines his purpose for the person. And God also says what God is going to do. So he defines the purpose for the person. And then he shows his definite plan for his people. I want to emphasize this through the Spirit of God at this hour. God is speaking to us in Isaiah 55. He's saying, hey, why are you going and working so hard for something that's not going to last? Why are you going after things that you can't even hold? He says, come to me and I will give you what you need, which is going to last forever. So there's a difference God is showing here between the temporal and the eternal. If I don't focus my eyes on that which is eternal, I'm going to be working and working and working towards that which is going to waste away before my very own eyes, something that I will not be able to hold on to. God is speaking to our hearts and he says, even though this is what you're doing, I want you to know that there's a better way. Even though this is what you're doing, I want you to see what my hand has for you. See, God has something in store for his people. God has something glorious for his people. But if we don't know what he has for us, how are we going to inherit it, right? We need to know what God is offering. And God is speaking over here. He says, I am offering you the real water. I'm offering you the real bread. I'm giving you the real thing. Meanwhile, we are going after that which is not real. So God, in his mercy and in his love, he's showing us what is real and how to get it. And he says, this is how you get it. Come to me. Come to me and buy bread. So God had me speak on this before, so I'm not going to go into this. But I just want to gloss over this for a minute and move into where God wants me to. God says, look, you must buy. There's water. There's bread. There is very, very um, costly, and it's eternal. But you come to me, and I will give it to you for free. But you have to buy it. What is God is doing? God makes a payment for it, and he gives us the token for it. He said, I've paid. You know, I want to say this. When we had to go for... Um, when we had to go for our um, ordination... Um, um, ordination ceremony, we had to go to... Um, was it Louisiana? I think Louisiana. Louisiana. We went there. And um, while we, we went there during our travel, our, we had three flat tires and and um, we had to uh, stay there to get the vehicle fixed. And, and then we finally made it, our entire family and my mom. We made it there. And when we went there, they were all having, you know, we had to put our stuff in the hotel and then we had to go there to the place where everybody, they were all uh, having um, lunch or dinner, dinner, I believe. And so we're supposed to pay for all of us. You know, each person um, must pay 
um, you know, money for the food. And um, we had to, you know, we're a big family. And so um, when we went there, God made a provision, you know, for us. As soon as we went there, somebody came out. They said, the Lord spoke to me. God showed me that you are two special people who are coming. And I was waiting for you. They didn't know anything about us. And we had these tires, you know, three tires that burst. And it's the grace of God. It happened when it happened on the highway. God caused the vehicle just to move. And it was very hot there. And we had Samuel there. And we had the children there. And God was so merciful. Right across from there, there was a repair shop. And God caused us to get that fixed. And God um, had Pastor Pradeep give the gospel to the guy who was over there. And then someone else came there and he got to hear the gospel. He happened to be a backslidden believer. And um, so God had a plan in the midst of, you know, all three tires going out. And so everybody was tired. We went there with no sleep, including the children and everybody. But God made a provision there. This person came and they said, this is what the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I'm going to talk to you during the dinner time. And he said, all the people came, but the Lord spoke to me about these two people. And when I saw you both, I knew you were the two people. And we said, okay. And you know what they did? We went there. God worked in their hearts. All the tickets for us for that night's dinner was paid. You know what we got? We must pay for that, but it was paid. Instead, you know what we got? We all got tokens each. Everybody had a token. And we had to give the token to the person who was there so that they can let us in and we can get our meals. We got the token. It was not a free token. It's not the meals are free. No, the meals cost, but it was paid by somebody that God moved to pay for us. And we got the tokens and we all stood in the line as if we bought the tokens with our money. But that wasn't the case. It was paid by someone. Someone paid the price for that and was gracious enough to give those tokens to us, something that we didn't even ask for. That's the move of the Holy Spirit. So we, the entire family was there and we all, you know, got the tokens. We thank God. We were, we were stunned, you know, by how God worked and we went inside and we all sat and then the man came and he came to our side and he spoke what God had, you know, shown him. And it exactly went in line with what the Lord had already shown us. And we knew he was speaking, you know, for the Lord and God had sent him there at that time. The point that God wants to make here is we all had the tokens, but the tokens were paid for by someone. This is exactly what God is speaking over here. It's not that the, the water, the living water and the bread that God is offering is so cheap and it's all free and it's offered for free. No, it has been given to us for free, but Jesus paid the price. God paid the price. And so he's saying, yeah, it is free, but you have to buy it. Come buy it. Come buy it. It's not just come take it, come buy it. So we go with that token. What is the token? It's the blood of Jesus. We take that before the father and we say, Lord, here is the payment. And that's the covenant that God has made with us where we stand before God and God says, yes, you have the token. Now I'm going to give you a healing. I'm going to give you your prosperity. I'm going to give you whatever you need that comes from the token that comes from the blood of Jesus. What a gracious God we have. We have to have this in mind. 
whatever blessing we get from the covenant that God has made with us comes from the blood of Jesus. None of us are Jewish here. We're not direct descendants of Abraham. But we are coming from the line of Jesus Christ because of the blood of Jesus that is upon our lives. And when we understand that the closeness that we have with God, the Father, through Jesus Christ, the closeness that we have with God is through Jesus Christ because of the price that he paid on the cross for us, we must be forever grateful to God Almighty. Praise be to God. So here God says, this is how it is. You are working and working and trying to pay for something that's not going to last. But he says, I have paid for you. Come get this and buy this. And you call that the supreme sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Supreme sacrifice of Jesus Christ. No one has ever sacrificed like how Jesus sacrificed. No one has ever loved us like how Jesus has loved us. And so we must be very thankful to God for that. Now, when we just go here and want to scroll to verse 6. Verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is here. And he says, Let the wicked stop doing whatever he is doing. And let him return to God. And God says, Then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z after forgiving him. So, there is this call to repentance. And this this offer for forgiveness. And then you see the blessing that God says, I will give to you. When we answer that call and when we repent, like how God says. So God says here, look, where you are now, I have nothing to do with you. Your ways are very different than my ways. You know, a lot of times people use the scripture saying that, oh, his ways are different than our ways and his thoughts are so high. He's so big and I'm so small. So whatever he thinks is different than mine. No. This scripture must not be taken out of context. God says here, your ways are not my ways. That means he's saying here, if you look at the previous verse, you say, because of your sins, your ways are different than my ways. Because your thoughts are not pure. It's not my thoughts. It's different. It's so different. Like the heaven to the earth. It's so different. Your thoughts are so different. Your ways are so different. And he says, come, change your ways so that you can have my thoughts, so that you can know my ways. How good our God is. Even though it's so different, he says, you can still have my thoughts. You can still walk in my ways. And so the Lord says, for that, Repentance is essential. Repentance is turning away from what you were doing, which was against God. Repenting, feeling sorry and saying, Lord, I'm not going to do this anymore. Turning away from what you've been doing, which was against God. Turning towards God and doing what God wants us to do. So two things are involved in repentance. One is stop doing what you were doing and stop doing what you're supposed to do. It's not just stop doing what you were doing and not do anything. No, stop doing what you're doing, which is ungodly and start doing what you're supposed to do, which is godly. That means you take away the uncleanness and you clean that place and replace it with something that's holy and glorious. That's what repentance is. When that happens, God says, I will forgive. I will have mercy on him and I will abundantly pardon. Not just I will pardon. He says, I will abundantly pardon. You know, how many of you know the definition of what abundantly is? 
abundance means you really cannot even put it into words. It is so big. His pardon, his forgiveness is so huge. He says, I'll forgive, I will forgive you with everything that is within me. God says, that means wholeheartedly in an overwhelming, whatever you may, you might have done, everything I will forgive. That's what he's saying. Everything. I will abundantly pardon. This is what God says to you. No matter what you've done. If you repent, that means stop doing what you've been doing, which is against God, and start doing what you should be doing, then God will forgive you. He will abundantly pardon. And this is what God says. Just let's go down to verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. What is God saying here? There's a purpose. Now, once God forgives you, abundantly pardons you, and he says, there's a purpose now. He says, just like how the rain comes, what's the purpose? To give seed to the sower. What's the purpose? To give bread to the eater. It's not simply coming and just watering everything and just going back. No, there's a purpose to it. The rain comes with a definite purpose to give seed to the sower and to give bread to the eater. God says, when I come to you, I have a definite purpose for you to make you produce. Hallelujah. To make you effective, produce for the kingdom of God. He gives seed to the sower. Without his seed, we cannot. We can say, oh, I'm a sower, but where's the seed? We can say, I'm hungry, but where's the food? Those are the most important things, and they come from God Almighty. Guess what else comes? You do the work, but who gives the increase? God gives the increase. So the seed comes from God. The increase comes from God. We just do our part. That's why we don't take credit for anything, because the seed comes from God. The increase comes from God. If we don't have either one of them, we'll be a failure. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. God has been so generous, he says, in spite of everything, come to me with a repentant heart, repent and come to me. And this is what I will do. I will give you the seed that you need and I will give you the increase that you need. What is God saying? I will give you the tools that you need and I will give you the increase that you need. God gives us what we need in order to become effective servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what else he does? He gives the divine multiplication, the increase that God alone can give. God says, I will give it to you. When? When you change your ways and come to God and come to him the way he wants you to come, then he does amazing things in our lives. So what does he do? He says, this is how it'll be. He says, my word will I send to you in order for you to have that increase. My word will I put upon you so that you can have the increase. My word will I give to you so that it'll go with a specific purpose right into your spirit, right into your soul, right into your family, right into your finances, right into everything pertaining you to accomplish God's work. Hallelujah. God's work is to glorify Jesus Christ. God's work is to bless his people. God's work is to see his people prosper to see his people live a victorious life, an overcoming life. That's God's purpose for you. So God says, this is my purpose. And for this purpose, to accomplish this purpose, I send my word. Who sends the word? God sends the word. Who sends the rain? God sends the rain. So the rain comes from God. The rain itself belongs to God. The seed itself belongs to God. 
And then he must send it. The Lord of the harvest must send it. He must send the rain. That's what we need to pray for. That we say, Lord of the harvest, send us the rain. Lord of the harvest, give us the seed. And Jesus taught his people to pray like that. He said, give us this day our daily bread. He gives the seed to the sower and bread to the eater. If we don't pray, we're not going to receive. Repentance is necessary and prayer is essential. We need to repent, then we can pray properly. If we don't repent, our prayers are not going to get past the roof, the ceiling. But if we repent and we pray, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous person produces much results, says God's word in the book of James. The fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous person produces much results. So, when a person is clear before God, the channel is clear before God. When they go to God and they pray, their prayers will produce much results. What they're asking for, God will hear it and God will move on their behalf. So God says, to his people who have forsaken what they should forsake, which is wickedness and evil and that which God hates, And they turn to God and they come to God. God says, he will send his word. What does his word do? His word heals. God's word says, he sends his word and he heals his people. God says, his word will bless the people. His word will multiply his people. His word will do the impossible in the lives of God's people. Everything is accomplished by the word of God. So, he says, my word that I send, with whatever purpose that God wants to send, will go and accomplish what God wants to accomplish, and it will not return void. So, if you want to be healed, you know what needs to happen? He needs to send his word. If you want to prosper, you know what needs to happen? He needs to send his word. If you want your children to be saved, you know what needs to happen? He needs to send his word. Everything happens by the word of God. Nothing happens without his word. And Bible, the Bible so beautifully says in the book of John chapter 1, nothing was created that was created without the word of God, who was Jesus Christ himself. All things were created by him, in him, through him, and for him. The word of God. If you want to prosper, you know what you need? The Word of God. If you want to prosper in your health, you know what you need? The Word of God. It is the Word of God. More potent than any multivitamin. More potent than any tablet. More potent than any medicine. More potent than any therapy. More potent than any investment banker, bank, or schemes. The Word of God is more potent than anything. And the Bible says this, sharper than a double-edged sword. Sharper than a double-edged sword. It's so powerful to divide the thoughts and the minds and the motives of the people, sharper than a double-edged sword. This word of God, God says, when you repent and when you come to God, when you come to God forsaking what you have to forsake and embrace what you need to embrace, which is the truth of God, God says, he will send his word and he will heal you. He will send his word and he will prosper you. He will send his word and do that which needs to accomplish in your life. There's a prophecy God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Whatever needs to happen in your life, it is God's word that needs to be released in your life in order for you to obtain or inherit what God has for you. His word needs to be spoken over you. Just like how in the beginning, the word was with God. The word was God. And in the beginning, the word created everything. When he said, let there be light, there was light. If God needs to speak into your life to turn your darkness into light, he has to speak into your life. You need his word over you. 
in order for you to get his word over you it is so important to make sure that you're walking right before the king of kings and the lord of lords that's the foundation that is the requirement that is the prerequisite without it the word will not be effective in your life so in order for that word to work in order for him to send the word to begin with you need to do what god has called you to do which is to really have your thoughts in line with his thoughts your ways in line with his ways by turning away from what you need to turn away from and turning towards what you need to turn towards too praise be to god so i'm just going to scroll as the holy spirit wants me to so now god says in verse 12 this word that god will send and this word that will perform his wonders will cause you to go out with joy this is his word now speaking the word that he has sent is speaking to us at this hour what will he do his word will cause us to go out with joy and be led forth with peace you know how many people are so desperate to have some joy how many people are so desperate to have some peace some peace but God says to his people, they will have abundant joy, abundant peace, overflowing joy, overflowing peace. That's the portion of God's people because the kingdom of God is made up of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. That's the kingdom of God. And that's what we are part of. and We should be part of what his joy, his peace, his righteousness. When we are part of the kingdom of God, we have his joy, his peace, his righteousness. That is our portion from head to toe, his joy, his peace, his righteousness. And what will lead us? His joy will lead us. What will lead us? His peace will lead us. He says, this is what will lead you. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. There's no greater blessing than God himself leading us. He himself is our peace, the Bible says. He himself, God himself is our peace. So the peace who is God, he's leading us. He says, I will lead you. I will lead you with my divine peace. No matter what happens, God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. No matter where we go, we need to be led by the peace of God. Wherever we are, if the peace of God is leading us, no matter what happens, we shall not be moved. We are not circumstantial Christians who are led by our circumstances. No. We are Christians who are led by the peace of God, led by the peace of God, led by the peace of God, filled with the joy of God. No matter what happens, no matter who pokes you, nothing should disturb your peace. No matter who slaps you, nothing should disturb your peace. No matter who tries to immerse you down, nothing should disturb your peace because the hand of the Lord will cause you to bounce up higher, way higher than your enemy. The Bible says, he places me way higher than my enemies. That's who our God is. So no matter what happens around us, it should not disturb our peace if we are led by our God who is our peace. He is our peace. He himself became our peace. So God says this, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. This is the word of God. Will it return void if we are inheritors of it? No. If our ground is a good ground, will it return void? No. What will we be producing? If God is sowing seeds of peace into us, what will you be producing? What kind of fruit should come out of you? Peace. It's the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit, which is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit himself. Love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, kindness, goodness, temperance, self-control. Now, if you look at all these things, these are all part of the Holy Spirit, manifestation of the Holy Spirit, which should be the manifestation of every believer. 
So our character should never be defined by who, what, when. It should be defined by greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. That means the dominating power of the Holy Spirit who's working in you and through you will dominate your surroundings. The surroundings will not affect you, but you will affect the surroundings. That's what God has for you. And this is what God has called you for. In short, no matter what happens around you, it will have no power over you. You will have power over them because of God who is living inside of you. Why? Because you're being led forth by the peace of God Almighty. You're being led forth by peace. God's peace is leading you. You will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Who is leading you? Peace is leading you. Peace himself is leading you. If peace is leading you and you're following peace, what are you going to see in front of you? Chaos? No, you're going to see peace. So in the midst of chaos, what will you have? God's peace because your eyes are on the peace of God who is leading you. Praise be to God. Now, Let's just go to the next verse. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. These are the words of God Almighty promise that God is giving to us. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Why? Because something is about to happen. Because God has spoken something. All the trees of the fields, they look at us and they say, they clap their hands because they're so happy. The peace who is God himself is leading us and we are following. What is he going to do? What is he leading us into? The peace of God, what is he leading us into? He's leading us into a life of victory. He says, instead of thorn shall come up cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. What is this peace of God doing? What is God leading you into? God is leading you into good fortune. Write this down. If you're walking in the ways of the Almighty God, God's people's portion is good fortune, not bad fortune, good fortune. God leads us into God's inheritance that God has for you from the shed blood of the cross of Calvary. In order for that to happen, you must have ears to hear, eyes to see, and do what God has called you to do, which is to forsake what you need to forsake, and hold on to what you need to hold on, or turn towards God Almighty, and follow Him, and obey Him. Praise be to God. Then what will happen? He will speak His word over you. When he speaks his word over you, the word of God will begin to take effect in your life. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. In short, his kingdom has come. Hallelujah. His kingdom is made of righteousness, peace, and joy. That kingdom of God is leading you. That kingdom of God, the king, the peace, the prince of peace, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the Lord God who is joy himself is leading you. So when he's leading you, that's all you see. If you keep your eyes on your leader, that's all you will see. But if you choose to keep your eyes on everything else, you forfeit that peace. That's how people forfeit the peace of God. All of a sudden, what happens? They lose the focus of the joy and the peace who is leading. They lose their sight of the leader. When they lose the sight of their leader and they start looking at other things. Oh, he said, she said, they said, though, you know, this happened, that happened. What happened? Peace is gone before they know. In no time, they lose their peace because they took their eyes off of the leader who is peace himself. If peace is leading you, why forfeit the peace by looking at other things? Who is your leader? Is God's peace your leader? Is God your leader? Is God's joy your leader? God himself is joy. God himself is peace. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. God says, His peace is leading you into what? Gain. 
God's peace is leading you into what? Fruitfulness. God's peace is leading you into what? Whatever should have happened to you if you had not surrendered to Jesus Christ, which is, let me read this before we go into the next section. If we still stay unrepentant, you know what shall come? Thorns will come. Briars will come. That's what will happen. That should have happened, but because of repentance, because of turning to God, what's happening? Instead of thorn, what's happening? God says, cypress tree will come. Because of repentance, instead of briar, what comes? Myrtle tree comes. Whatever was supposed to poke you, whatever was supposed to grieve you, whatever was supposed to cause you loss and damage, God says, it's not going to happen because you repented because of that. God says, I'm going to bless you with my blessings. In short, God says, God takes away the curse and he replaces that with his blessing for those who repent. Those who turn to God and walk with God, God says, whatever was grieving, whatever was a curse, he says, that curse is wiped away and the blessing has been given in that place. Praise be to God. When we turn to God Almighty with all our hearts and seek him while he is found, call upon him while he is near, God says, I will send my word and my word will accomplish that which I am sending it for. And he says, whatever bad things were going to happen, God says, it's going to just wipe out those things and it's going to replace with the good things that comes from the Lord God Almighty. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Now we're going to go into the next section that God wants us to, which is Habakkuk. Let me just go there. The last chapter of Habakkuk. Thank you, Jesus. Habakkuk chapter 3. And I'm going to read... From verse 17 onwards. Habakkuk chapter 3 from verse 17 onwards. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Think about this. This is God's word here. And this is talking about even if what we expect may not happen. We can still have the joy of the Lord. You know why? Because you're being led forth with joy. God himself. You're being taken out with his joy. You're being led by his peace. So what happens? Even if the fig tree may not blossom, even if the fruit be not on the vine, even if the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, even if the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stall. That means I have no gain. And even if I, it looks like I'm facing loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. You know what? I will still be happy. And this goes hand in hand with what the Spirit of the Lord speaks to us in the New Testament. Rejoice when you fall into diverse trials. What? Rejoice when you fall into diverse trials. Why? Because you're being led forth with His peace. 
You're going out with his joy. So your joy and your peace does not depend on your circumstance. It's not depending on your herd. It's not depending on your trees. It's not depending on how much is being produced. It's not depending on how much you make and how much you don't make. It does not depend on how well you feel and how well you don't feel. It depends on the Lord God who is going before you because he said, I will go before you and I'll make all the crooked paths straight. So what is not producing if he is going before you, what is he going to do? He's going to take that which is not going to produce and he'll multiply it and give it back to you. There's no loss in God's economy. So, the writer of Habakkuk says this through the Spirit of God. Even if I don't see anything or if I see everything that's whatever is happening so bad in front of me, devastating, I was still joy in the God of my salvation. What will the God of salvation do? What will the God of my salvation do? He will come and save me from all my troubles and he will replace that with all the blessings that he has for us because he is the same yesterday and today and forever. The God of Job is our God. He's our God. He's my God. And God allowed the enemy to come and touch everything that Job had. And God the one who gave permission said, once the trial is over, he blessed every area of Job, every area that God allowed Satan to touch, every area God blessed him double. And people saw the God of Job and they saw Job and his family and they knew how faithful his God was because Job was faithful to him. May God be with each one of us in our church like that. We have that confidence in God. Whether there is olive in our garden, whether there's figs upon our trees, whether our cattle yields flock, whatever it is, we have or not. We need to have the joy of the Lord if we are led by the Spirit of God. That the joy of the Lord in us cannot be extinguished by our circumstances. It cannot. That's the truth. It's a fact. If you know what, if you know the difference between the, you know, between fact you know, and imagination or theory, you know. Fact is something that is true. It is the truth. It cannot be altered by anything. Imagination and theory is assumption and it's something that you think and you hope and you think that this could be, but it may not be the truth and most of the time it's not the truth. God's word is the truth. The joy that God gives is the truth. The peace that God gives is the truth. It does not depend on your circumstance. It, depend, it does not depend on your mood. It does not, de- does not depend on anybody's mood. It does not depend on what you have. It does not depend on what you don't have. It does not depend on your family. It does not depend on your surroundings. It does not depend on how well you feel today and how well you are not going to feel tomorrow. It depends on your God who is leading you. If your God who is leading you is leading you and you are following your God, nothing shall move you. Nothing shall move you. And Apostle Paul, through the Spirit of God, so beautifully said, he said this. Whether it's sword, whether it's famine, whether it's pestilence, whatever it is, nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And that has everything, his joy, his peace. Everything is in there. If we have given ourselves to the Almighty God, we will not be people who are panicking, given over to the circumstance, happy one time, sad one time, or hasty one time, laid back the other time, not knowing what God is doing and what God has given to you. Don't forfeit what God has given to you. 
Don't take your eyes off your leader. Your leader's name is joy and peace. Your leader's name is love. Your leader's name is God Almighty. Don't take your eyes off of your leader. Don't place your eyes on your surroundings. Don't place your eyes on whatever Satan brings in front of you. Don't place your eyes on your circumstances. When you place your eyes on your circumstances, guess who is leading you at that point? Despair, devastation, loss, peacelessness, anger, bitterness, emptiness, everything, sorrow. When your leader is peace and joy, no matter what happens around you, that will be constant in your soul, in your spirit, in your body, and wherever you go. The peace of God that passes all understanding, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your mind and heart. It will, it will, it will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When? You don't follow worry. That's what God's word says. Do not worry about anything. What's he saying? Don't follow that leader called worry. But in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Who are you supposed to follow? Peace. God Almighty who is peace himself. And then what will happen? The peace of God, the past of all understand, that means it just goes past your circumstance. He will guard your heart and mind. That means peace in your mind, peace in your heart, peace in your body, peace in your circumstance, peace in your surrounding. It is not affected by anything that's out there. Rather, the peace of God that is within you, who is leading you, will affect your surroundings, will affect your circumstances. That's who our God is, and that's who we should be, His people. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 18. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And He will make me walk on high hills. Why? Because He is leading me. I shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Hallelujah. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. No matter what happens around you, who is leading you? The joy of the Lord is leading you. Who is leading you? The peace of God is leading you. What will he lead you into? He lead you, he will lead you into high places, into higher grounds, up on high hills, way far away from your enemies. He will place you upon the high places. This is who our God is. If He will lead you, He will make you feet like deer's feet. Springing up into victory. Hallelujah. Nothing can hold it down. Climb up every rock, every hill. Go all the way to the top of the hill. That is who our God is. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. There's a promise that God is giving to us. Don't keep your eyes on what the enemy shows. At that point, you switch your leader. Your leader begins to become worry. Your leader begins to be fear. The Bible says this. To whomever you yield the members of your body, you become a slave to that. That means that becomes your leader. Whether it's worry, fear, sin, anxiety, anger, bitterness, jealousy, whatever it is, it becomes your leader. And what will that leader do? It will dominate you. 
That means fear will dominate you if you make fear your leader. If you make anger your leader, anger will dominate you. If you make jealousy your leader, jealousy will dominate you. If you make all these your leaders, all of these things will dominate you. However, if you make God to be your leader, which is joy to be your leader, God to be your leader, which is making peace to be your leader, He will lead you into peace. He will lead you into prosperity. He will cover you with His peace. He will cover you with His joy. And He will lead you into higher ground. That's who our God is. Far away from the floods. 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 Hallelujah. The flood over here will not touch you because He'll take you, He'll place you far away from the hands, from the reach of the enemy. God is speaking to you today. With all the promises that you have heard, we're going to close. With all the promises that you have heard today, as the Spirit of the Lord spoke, who is going to be your leader? Who are you going to follow? Have you left everything behind? Have you left that which you need to leave behind, which is not good for your soul, which is not good for your body, which is not good for your mind? Have you left everything? Have you left Egypt behind? Have you left sin behind? If you want to go past Jordan, then you have to cross over the river. If you have to go into the promised land, then you have to get past the river. And if you need to get past the river, you need to follow the leader. The leader who said, get your people, go to the other side. If I choose to look at the river and not follow the leader, I will be laid behind, laid back. I'm not going to inherit the promised land. God is speaking to your heart today. What are you following? Who is your leader? Upon what have you set your eyes? What has God called you for? What has God called you to? And what have you placed your desires upon? What have you set your heart on? God is speaking to you. If your heart is upon God, you will be led forth by the peace of God. If your heart is upon God, then you will have joy 24-7. Yeah, we all face tribulation. Jesus said this. In this world, we have tribulation. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But you know what did he say? He said, well, that's okay. I'm with you. No, he said, be of good cheer. Be happy. Why? Because you have joy leading you. Jesus said, I'll be with you. You have peace leading you. Jesus said, I will go before you. And when he goes before you, all kinds of miracles will happen. When Jesus goes before you, he makes all the crooked paths straight. That which is not blossoming will blossom. That which is barren will start producing. We need God to go before us and we need to keep our eyes on our rock, our fortress, our leader, our joy, our peace, our everything. When will you start focusing on God and stop focusing on your surrounding? You must answer that question. It's up to you. To have joy as your leader, peace as your leader, God himself as your leader. It will lead you into greater fruitfulness, greater usefulness in the kingdom of God. Because I can serve God if I take my eyes off of him and keep my eyes on worry and what I don't have, what I have, my joy does not depend on my circumstance, should not depend on your circumstance. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord?
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty warrior, mighty in battle. Mighty warrior, you are so strong. Hallelujah. Mighty warrior, victorious in battle. Mighty warrior, Lord of the heavens armies. He goes before us. The breaker goes before us. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what is in front of us. The breaker goes before us. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what is in front of us. The breaker goes before us. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what is in front of you. The breaker goes before you. Doesn't matter how barren the place may appear. Doesn't matter how dry everything may appear. The breaker goes before you. The one who turns water into wine, he goes before you. Hallelujah. The one who makes rivers to come through the desert, he goes before you. Hallelujah. The breaker goes before you in this month of September. The Lord God Almighty will lead us with his joy, with his peace. If we have him as our leader, if we forsake that which we need to forsake and go after him with everything that is within you, seek him with all your heart, seek him while he may be found, call upon him while he is near, forsake what you need to forsake and follow God with uprightness of heart and have your eyes upon him all the time, day and night and see what God will do for those whose hearts are loyal towards him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for this month of September. Thank you for this great month of September. Hallelujah. We shall see the hand of the Lord in our lives, in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Our eyes shall hear glad tidings. Hallelujah. Glad tidings, news of great joy. Hallelujah. Our eyes shall see what our King shall do. Our eyes will behold. Our eyes shall behold the King of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 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 May your people step aside from everything that they ought to. Hallelujah. And make God as their leader. Make the joy of the Lord as their strength. Hallelujah. Make the God of Israel to be their strength. Hallelujah. That their happiness may not be short-lived. That their joy may not be short-lived. May your people may not forfeit the joy of the Lord. That they the joy may not be circumstantial joy, that the joy may not depend on the circumstances, but that it depend on the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, who is joy himself, who is love himself, who is peace himself, hallelujah, who is righteousness himself, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We shall not be shaken, hallelujah. We shall not be shaken, hallelujah. We shall not be moved, hallelujah. The righteous shall be as bold as a lion, hallelujah. And I thank you for the Spirit of God, who is in us. Thank you for the power of God who is in us. Thank you, Lord, for the resurrection power of God who is moving in our midst. Hallelujah. For the glory of God that is upon our church, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Oh God of the impossible, we praise you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Whether anything blossoms or not, we thank you as long as you go before us. We know every crooked path we made straight, our desert will blossom. Hallelujah. So we choose not to keep, we choose to not keep our eyes on the desert. Hallelujah. We choose to not keep our eyes, oh Father, on the fire. We choose to not keep our eyes on our trials, but we choose 
choose to keep our eyes on our God who is our leader who is leading us into prosperity hallelujah who is leading us into fruitfulness hallelujah who is leading us into greater usefulness for his kingdom we praise you father we praise you father our God reigns, hallelujah. 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 We praise you. The God of Job is our God, hallelujah. And thank you for the mighty increase, hallelujah, that you have for your people, hallelujah. Thank you for the mighty increase that you have for your people, hallelujah. We praise you. That our eyes are not on the winds of the waves. Our eyes are on you, Jesus. I'll never take my eyes off you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for becoming our peace. Thank you for becoming our joy. Thank you for becoming our foundation. Thank you for becoming our strength. Thank you for becoming our weapon. Thank you for becoming our everything. When we are weak, then we are strong. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Therefore, I'll gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of God may rest upon me. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father, so that the power of God be revealed. Hallelujah. In and through our lives, O God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. All we praise you for the word of God that you send at the right time to fulfill your eternal purposes, O God. We praise you for your word will never return void in the lives of all those who have forsaken everything to follow Jesus. We thank you, Father. Thank you for the purposes of God for our lives. And we thank you, Father. We just yield ourselves to the glorious hands of our living God. Oh, thank you for calling us to a life of joy and peace. Thank you, Lord. You have called us to a life of joy, peace, and eternal glory. We thank you, Lord. Lord, having called us to a life of joy, great joy, great peace, your joy, your peace, hallelujah. Lasting joy, lasting peace, hallelujah. And eternal reward, hallelujah. Praise you. Jesus being our reward, exceeding great reward. God himself being our exceeding great reward. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Continue to bless our church. Lord, every brother, every sister, every child who's here, I pray. May the Spirit of God work in their lives, O oh Lord, in a mighty way. That the truth of God may take shape and form in their lives, yielding much fruit. And as your servant, I bless your people at this hour with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That this word that you have spoken to them May not return void, O oh Lord, but produce the results that you are looking forward to. By them yielding their lives to the Maker. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Thank Jesus. You, Lord. Oh God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways. We cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. Post it on the church group. You can just look at it if you don't know the words. Let's sing it and believe it. He makes the rivers 
in the desert. He makes our desert to blossom. Oh God, make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way. He will make a way. You know, as I looked at this song, where I had it in the notes, as we heard the word, if we forsake everything, forsake our way and get on His way, God will make a way Will you make a way for God? God will make a way for us. But can we make a way so that He can work? And that's how we make the Word of God effective in our lives, by mixing with faith, forsaking everything else, having eyes on the leader. We can't go wrong because He is joy, He is peace, He is everything. Blessed be the name of the Lord. May we take this Word in whatever situation you find yourself in. Jesus. Apply the word. I'm not going to look at my circumstances or even, if you heard the word this evening, even my mood. Because I'm looking at Him, who's joy. And He'll transform our mood. Everything is a challenge to see where we will keep our eyes fixed on. We have it in the right place, on the Lord Almighty. Then everything changes. God does wonders in our lives. Blessed be God's name. Father in heaven, we thank you. For giving us your holy word, I thank you, Lord, for charging us and recharging us, Lord, Mm. with the truth. Amen. Oh, everyone that is thirsty, wait, listen, look. Everyone who's thirsty, come and buy milk, bread without price. Come. Mm. God will give us that living bread, the living water, everything we need. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people, Lord. And help us to go from from strength to strength, faith to another level of faith, glory to another level of glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we praise you. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 Amen